Coming to you live from the St. Louis office of Master Closet Studios, it's the noobs in the Whovian without the noobs or the Whovian. Yeah, again, it's just me, Jared, rambling on about classic doctors. So today uh, I've got some information for you about the Doctor Who movie. Austin, uh, the Whovian, reached out to me and said, hey, could you uh, come up with a, a little primer? Not necessarily that we need a whole lot of information about the Eighth Doctor, because you already know probably more than, you know, at least enough that there is to know about the Eighth Doctor, certainly more than most people knew going into the Doctor Who movie about the Eighth Doctor. And so you don't really need background there. Uh, but uh, maybe just why the movie was made and what was going on at the time and a little bit of information to close that gap between the eighth or the seventh doctor and going into the movie. So uh, let's take a look back into the 1980s and 90s uh, in the UK and the US and Canada even and look at the, do- the background surrounding the Doctor Who movie. So back in 1989, the Seventh Doctor was in his third season as the Doctor. Uh, He was still being played by Sylvester McCoy, as he was the whole Seventh Doctor was. And the showrunner was Jonathan Nathan Turner, uh, who had taken over clear back with the Fifth Doctor uh, just at the end or at the... It was either at the end of the fourth Doctor's time that uh, Jonathan Nathan Turner took over or right at the start of the fifth. It was somewhere right in there. Uh, So... The, the show was suffering with bad ratings, but it wasn't necessarily the show's fault. It wasn't that they were doing such a bad job. Uh, it was actually that it was placed, part of it was, it was placed opposite the most popular show at the time in the UK, which was a soap opera uh, that was not with the BBC, uh, a soap opera called Coronation Street, which is still going today. Um, so that really didn't help them out. Uh, I mean, there were some issues. Uh, the, the Seventh Doctor came on with uh, little time to prepare. Jonathan Nathan Turner didn't want to be the showrunner when the Seventh Doctor t- came on. He wanted to go do something else, but there was just no options, so he kept doing the show. And the, that first season for the Seventh Doctor had to be thrown together. And here was this comedic actor who was working with writers that wanted to do serious stuff, and, and it took them a while to kind of hit their stride. But I think, uh, I mean, when when we looked at uh, the noobs and the Whovian, when we did the class Classic Who Rewind, it was their favorite Classic Who uh, serial. So I think there was, um, I think that speaks to what what was going on at the time and that uh, it really was working as a show, but there were other factors there that was holding them down or holding the show back. Also, uh, so I, I mentioned Jonathan Nathan Turner wanted to leave the show. They couldn't find anyone to replace him and he wasn't being offered anything else within BBC. So if he wanted to be off the show, he would have to leave the BBC entirely, which apparently he didn't want to do. And especially in 1989, on top of all that, they had a new controller of BBC One, a guy named Jonathan Powell, and he didn't care much for Turner. I don't know why. I don't know what was going on there. Uh, There might be, I I didn't look that hard for information on it, but I didn't find too much. But he he just did not, you know, he kind of, held him with contempt is what I read. So didn't care for Turner. So that really was either he continues to do Doctor Who or he leaves and he didn't want to do that. But his heart, you could maybe feel, wasn't totally in the show. Uh, and in the end, 
Powell wanted Turner gone and and uh, the ratings were faltering. So they just decided to put Doctor Who on extended hiatus. They weren't canceling the show, but they weren't making any real new episodes. Although a new season was already in the process uh, there for 1990. Uh, but uh, nothing came of those episodes. They just kind of scrapped it all in the end. So when the show was put on hiatus, it was pretty much effectively canceled, and it seems that the production crew knew that it was canceled uh, and and understood that, even though they were calling it on hiatus. Now let's jump a little bit farther into the future. Um, I I don't have specific years for you here, but you know the the movie was in '96. We're not going too far. Maybe a couple years down the road, a guy named Felix Philip Siegel, who was an expat from the UK. He was working for Columbia Pictures in their television division, and he loved Doctor Who, and he was really pushing for the show to come back and maybe to be a U.S. series now. You know, maybe the U.K. was done with it and we could transfer it over to the U.S. So he was pushing Columbia Pictures to do that. No one really picked it up. He went on to work with Steven Spielberg and Amblin, then eventually in Universal. And so this is over several years. He's working for these different companies. He moves to Universal. He's working for the TV television department in Universal. And he, he becomes friends with Trevor Walton, who is in charge uh, at Universal uh, of, a, of a part of their television programming. And Trevor Walton was also uh, an Englishman, and and, uh, I don't know if he was an expat at the time, but he was an Englishman uh, working at Universal there. So he loved Doctor Who, too. Now, Trevor Walton couldn't commission a series, a full series for Doctor Who in the U.S., but he could commission a TV movie, a one-off thing. And so they were going to use that as a backdoor pilot to a TV series. Essentially, if the movie did well enough, then Fox, which was a part of Universal at the time, would pick up the the show as a series. So uh, it was that was the idea. It was originally made. The movie was originally made to revive the series, but in the U.S. this time. And there's a lot of talk. You can go look up more on the internet if you want. It's not too hard to find. There was a lot of talk as it was going on of, should it be a whole new concept? Should we just start from scratch, uh, taking a few of the uh, components of the Doctor? But Siegel really pushed to keep it accurate, keep it in canon as much as possible, and keep it within the show. So we can thank uh, that Siegel that it had anything that, 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 this, that the movie really is part of canon, that it could have been used as part of canon. Uh, now, knew who could have scrapped it and said ah oh, that didn't happen and we're going with uh with the eighth doctor our own eighth doctor but it was interesting that they they went ahead left it as canon and and siegel and probably walton were really a big part of that all right here's just some uh, so that kind of gives you the idea of why it why it happened why why it came to be uh and i'll give you just some facts about it some fun facts about the movie as you prepare to watch it Hopefully, people will be able to find it. Uh, it's a little bit hard out there, and part of that is because it's not really owned by the BBC. Uh, it's a universal thing, and so it's uh, it, it's and there, you know, it's not that popular. People probably aren't asking for it, so it's it's really not out there that much. Uh, so that's why that's one of the reasons that it's harder to to uh, find. And the the Universal actually still owns the original uh, film of of the TV movie, and they still have it. So that's kind of cool. So okay, some some fun facts about it uh, just before before we go. Hopefully, watch it. It aired in Canada on the f- uh, first 
on May 12th. The first place to ever see it was Canada, May 12th in 1996. Uh, that's partially because it was filmed in uh, completely in Canada. Uh, then two days later, it aired in the U.S., and 13 days after that, it aired in the U.K. Uh, it had only 5.5 million viewers in the U.S., but 9 million in the U.K. That's a, That was the most uh, for a long time. Um, that I think that was the most since can't be since the five doctors but it, it was it was the largest uh, audience they've had in in probably over a decade uh, for Doctor Who and so that not including the gap you know a decade from when the show was actually regularly airing um, it, they were doing about 5.5 million viewers in the UK when it was airing with the seventh doctor per episode so this was a huge this is almost doubling the amount of viewers but Fox declined to pick it up, and without a U.S. partner, it was too expensive for the BBC to continue to production, in the, for, especially for a U.S. show. So the idea, uh, as we said, the new, for the new series was scrapped. It is the only Doctor Who episode to be shot completely outside the U.K. It was shot in Vancouver, Canada. Uh, the casting agents for the movie reached out to Christopher Eccleston to be uh, the eighth Doctor, but he declined to audition. He felt he was too young, not not well established in, in, as an actor yet, and he didn't want to become associated with a brand just yet. Peter Capaldi also declined to audition for the part. He thought he was too young and, wouldn't, and inexperienced and wouldn't get it. Now, Fox and Universal, they had some choices for the Doctor. Their top choices were Tom Hanks, Harrison Ford, or Jim Carrey. All three of them turned it down, and I think they had interesting reasons. I, I really respect their their reasons for not doing it. Tom Hanks is a cl- fan of Classic Who. I knew I loved that man for more than just his acting. Uh, he is a fan of Classic Who, and he felt that having an American be the Doctor wouldn't uh, be appropriate. That, that he felt it needed to be a British uh, man, to, uh, you know, someone a British person, I guess you could say, to be the Doctor. Ford just didn't want to do television, so I can respect that. And uh, Jim Carrey had never seen any Doctor Who episodes, so he thought that it wouldn't do the fans justice for someone who knew nothing about the show to uh, suddenly be the Doctor. So I I really respect, especially Tom Hanks and Jim Carrey. I mean, I respect Ford for his decision, but I think those are that's huge to look at uh, this and uh, feel like, hey, I'm not right for the part. So others who were considered uh, for the part, this is just, uh, some of these are kind of funny, uh, so I'll do a quick list, and I may not pronounce everyone's name right, but so be it. Uh, Rowan Atkinson, Chris Barry, Sean Bean, uh, Jim Broadbent, Pierce Brosnan, Martin Clunes, Robbie Coltrane, Billy Connolly, Russell Crowe, Rupert Everett, Ralph Fiennes, Hugh Grant, Anthony Head, John Hurt, Derek Jacoby, Ian McKellen, Sam Neill, Peter O'Toole, and Michael Palin. So if any of those had uh, got the part, it might have been a very different Eighth Doctor. Uh, and finally, uh, Christopher Martin did want the role and is a huge fan of Doctor Who. But uh, I'm not sure. I couldn't find any reason why he wasn't given the role. Uh, that would have been a different Doctor also. Maybe that's why. And finally, just as we're talking about casting, Christopher Lloyd was a top choice uh, to play the master, but they thought he would be too expensive, so uh, they went in another direction. Turns out they paid more for uh, the master anyway than they would have paid for Christopher Lloyd, so they got burned by that one in the end, and I think Christopher Lloyd would have been a fun master to see. 
So anyway, there you go. There's your background. There's some facts. Uh, hopefully, I didn't steal too much for for the episode about the movie. And uh, I uh, look forward to. Um, that's oh man, there's so many. Uh, there, I, I, I pulled a lot of this information uh, from BBC uh, website itself and from uh, Wikipedia too. Uh, so I want to thank you to the BBC website and and Wikipedia for for uh, the information. And thank you to Noobs and the Whovian for having me on. And I look forward to bringing you more Classic Who Connections next time.